0: Welcome to Costume Party, the pop culture podcast chatting style on screen. I'm Lydia, I'm Hattie, and we're your unqualified yet enthusiastic hosts tearing the style of film and TV, past and present, to threads. Just a heads up party people, there might be some spoilers, so we recommend watching ahead. Now let's get into it. Back again but for another we, week. Is this week five? Yeah, yeah, it's week five. How crazy! Pretty crazzers. I No, I'm um, excited to be nearly on. <laughs> Wait, what am I saying? I'm sorry, I'm quite hungover. <laughs> 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 I'm feeling a bit jaded. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, what a word! It's been that kind of, It's been. It's been a weekend, it's hasn't it? It's been a weekend, <laughs> honey. Oh my god. Um, me and Liz went to see Hairspray last night. Oh yeah, god, so. on the West End, which was particularly exciting for me. Well, this is kind of the reason we went. Obviously, we grew up loving Hairspray. So yeah, we loved the film had the soundtrack on cd um but one of my best mates from home who i went to school with is actually in it so cool! she's brenda so look out for brenda slash um pennies under study as well so, so it was um, such a good show yeah really good the costumes again as we've got to mention oh. um amazing amazing and the- the hair incredible yeah those wigs i mean incredible wigs. i don't know how they all stay on like they're so big (laughs) it was obviously such a big part of the plot as you know yeah the name suggests well also mm, i did give her a hug afterwards as well and i was like oh you smell lovely she genuinely smelled (laughs) like hairspray like she'd just been covered in hairspray (sighs) So, it lives up to his name. If anyone's wondering whether they should go, the answer is yes. Yeah, oh, would so recommend. I think we had a great audience as well. Everyone was so, yeah. so into it. And I think people are so mm. excited to be back in the theatre in general. Yeah, um, definitely. And even with, like, distancing, having two chairs... Ooh, is it like... That? Yeah, it was two seats in between everyone, wasn't it? Um, mm. It was still just like the vibe was incredible I had the best time Mm. but yeah we had a couple of wines and then after that I had some more wines (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) so then I got I mean well yeah I was just in the mood to dance after seeing Hairspray you know you just you can't stop the beat. I, I really couldn't. But I did get myself up this morning, went and got um a Manny and a McDonald's, so a bit better. <laughs> classic. <laughs> that classic kind of hangover cure. Honestly. I mean, there's the millennial classic hangover great, cook I would cure recommend. Isn't it? yeah Yeah, it was so good. So, from costume on stage to costume on screen, what have you been watching this week? Um, so, I'm really late to this party, and I am aware. <laughs> I'm going to tell you anyway because <laughs> I've okay. just watched season one of Line of Duty. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty late. It's quite late. Um... It came out in 2012, <laughs> and obviously, it nice. finished last year, and everyone was like, went crazy for it. Um, Mm. I have been meaning to watch it for so long and just... I think that um, me and George tried to watch it ages ago and, like, just didn't really stick with it. But it's kind of, for us, where our TV tastes meet. Like, we don't have a lot... Mm. There's not a lot of TV that we really watch together, but a a police drama. So for anyone else who has also been living under a rock like me, (laughs) it's about... (laughs) Um, an anti-corruption unit within the police force Um, and this team of so it's DS Arnott um, DC Fleming and then Superintendent Hastings working with the crime unit basically trying to um, investigate corruption within the police force and in this season they're specifically looking at one guy DCI Gates and it sort of like follows them and their and yeah, investigation into him and his career. He's mm-hmm. kind of like the golden boy, um, on the force yeah. and they, they look at kind of how risen in the ranks so quickly and whether it was by correct means or not. And yeah, we watched the whole series in i mean it's only about six episodes five or six episodes but i think we watched it in like three sittings it was Mm. just every episode is a cliffhanger so i've just yeah yeah, absolutely binged that quite happy to finally be on the (laughs) bandwagon to be honest (laughs) what have you been watching well finished great british sewing bee and my fave one big up serena well done Shout out to Serena if you're listening. <laughs> um, and then I've just been watching BoJack Horseman as just like an easy thing to put on. What is it about? It's Netflix, right? Oh. Yeah, and it's the, the thing is, it's it's stupid. Like it is. It's one of those like stupid cartoons that you just know like a bunch of white thirty or something thirty something men have sat around a table in a writing room have gone like "Well, this is going to be so funny this is going to be so funny but it actually is quite funny sometimes <laughs> and often I don't find those things funny like South Park, I don't find funny yeah, I've never so essentially Park, actually. I got into it because my ex-boyfriend made me watch South Park and I was like this is the worst thing <laughs> I've ever watched in my life Like, I gave it a good try and I just said no, it's not funny this is purely for 14-year-old boys and anyone who thinks like them. This is not for me. Um, and so when he said he was going to watch Bajok Horseman and asked me to watch with him, I was like, absolutely not. I'm not watching another of your silly cartoons. I will stick to Totally Spies. Thank you. Um, Classic. And then, yeah, incredible. Um, and then... He was watching it, and I kept. I kept being in the room and like watching bits and being like, "Oh, this is this quite funny." Um, So I had to kind of. I've I've just basically had, returned with my tail between my legs, and I've decided to watch from the beginning because I started watching it with him, but I've got a patchy knowledge of it. Mm. So I've now I'm now watching it properly from the beginning. But it's essentially about it's like the world. Sorry, yeah. So it's it's a world in which, and they don't acknowledge why this is, but it like animals and people kind of just live amongst each other, but they mm-hmm. all have human bodies, but then animal heads. Stupid. So the main character, I know, is a horse. Um, is this is Bojack. Yeah, this is Bojack. Bojack Horseman. <laughs> Um, he was on a sitcom in I think it's the 90s 80s and 90s, I think 90s he was like the head, the, the main guy in the 70s sitcom and now he's a washed up actor with alcoholism issues and oh, wow. substance abuse issues and self like issues with self worth and, and his image <laughs> and identity it, it gets quite dark yeah that's also. really not, not where I thought we were going to go that's not what I thought it was going to be about but Interesting, it's, yeah, it's not a comedy for children, <laughs> um, it's but it's got a lot of so- social commentary in it, it's very satirical, mm. um, okay. so it's just basically social satire but based around this guy who lives in Hollywood and is, is a washed up actor but he's kind of learning about himself, and so essentially he decides to write this book and an autobiography but he has a ghostwriter and they work together. And he kind of has to revisit his past and we go through a a very slow process of what I'm hoping is self-betterment. Hmm, okay. Not really, but really yeah. not what I thought it was going to be, but maybe I'll try it. Yeah. You should try it. It's got the most incredible cast. Oh, it's it? got like Alison Brie, Stanley Tucci. Oh, I love Starbridge. It had a guest appearance from Daniel Radcliffe. So, they have loads of like major celebs yeah. guest star in it. It's really cool. random and just funny. So, yeah. yeah maybe I will try it there. Would recommend. Um, so, we've also watched Holston this week, yeah, haven't we? So, I actually binge watched it because <laughs> I knew we were going to be doing Holston for this episode, obviously. And I'd wanted to watch oh. it anyway. Um. But just hadn't really. Got, still, like I just couldn't get around to it. I think because it felt it's mm. obviously um, not a show that you kind of put in, put on in the background, mm. and the episodes are sort of forty, fifty minutes long. So mm. I, instead of watching one a day last week, which I probably <laughs> should have, I watched. Almost the entire series yesterday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, it's intense. So, for anyone who hasn't watched it, Holston is the 2021 five episode mini series on Netflix based on the biography Simply Holston The Untold Story by Stephen Gaines. Um, the show documents the rise of designer Roy Holston against the hedonistic backdrop of the 1960s and 70s Studio 54 era in New York. Holston is played by Hugh McGregor and he's seduced by the fame he starts to gain after Jackie Kennedy is seen wearing one of his pill box hats. Mm. And we go on to watch his friendship with Liza Minnelli, his relationship with his partner Victor, his loyal entourage with whom he builds a successful brand, attends glamorous parties, and just bathes in his celebrity status. Mm. But then we also find Holston grappling with childhood trauma, substance abuse, losing his name, and ultimately his artistic licence because of it and a business deal. And, yeah, it's just the rise and demise of this eccentric protagonist. And, mm. uh, yeah, as I say, I actually think it really is a good one to binge watch Mm. enjoyed watching them all in succession Um, I think as well it's important probably that we know that the plot can be taken with a pinch of salt because Holston's family wasn't actually consulted on the show and have spoken out against the series so his niece Leslie Froick Is a custodian of the archives, the Holston archives, and she has claimed that it's fictionalised a lot. Um, So I think the plot is something to take, yeah, with a pinch of salt, but as kind of a look into, you know, the fashion world in the, well, it sort of spans 60s to 90s um, and largely the 60s 70s era it's a great watch great watch so i really enjoyed it i think um it's a funny one because um yeah i think the way the story's told you do feel some sympathy for him you're aware that he's a very flawed character but you do still think Especially with the flashbacks to his childhood. Spoiler alert, um, his parents had a very turbulent marriage and his dad was abusive. Well, that's what is implied. And one thing that you see is he makes beautiful hats for his mum. Yeah. And, yeah, so it kind of seems like his escape and his way of, of showing his mum how much he loves her is to make is to make hats for her, is to create, is to design, which is really lovely. He says um, on that, he makes hats to lift his mother's spirits, which I thought was such a lovely line, like wording it as lifting someone's spirits through Mm. art. You know, he refers to himself, obviously, as as an artist. Um, And hats especially, I think... And the hats that he made were very kind of structured, like the Jackie Kennedy pillbox hats. Um, Yeah, I thought that was so lovely. The lift about his mum. I think you're right, it was escapism for him. Um, Do you think... Because I really struggled on this week with the common thread. Right. Would you say escapism is up there for you as what fashion means what the common thread of fashion is for Holston. definitely i definitely agree i think so one thing that i found tricky was knowing knowing how to look at the costume because it's not all artistic license Mm -hmm. it's not all from the costume designer's mind because she was working so this was geriana san juan yeah Apologies if I pronounced that wrong. Um, she did a lot of research and spoke to Holston's real life in a circle and even borrowed some of their garments. But actually, there was some. So I was thinking, well, how much can we comment on it if we're actually just talking about Holston's <laughs> clothing? But actually, she did um, take some artistic license. So, for example, the at uh, the Battle of Versailles, Liza Minnelli's outfit was actually an allusion to her performance in Cabaret. Yeah. She didn't actually wear a sequin jumpsuit, so I think we can probably see that there ha- there is definitely a story told through the costume mm-hmm. and through the use of historical references. And so, what I thought was really interesting was he does use clothing for escapism. Yeah what we see is so what did he say he said at one point which i loved he said i think this was in episode five he said it's all costumes though really isn't it fashion i wrote down we dress ourselves up to be someone we're not sorry i'll let you say the quote again but i because i just okay here we go it's all costumes though really isn't it fashion we dress ourselves up to be someone we're not which is what i think he uses fashion for he used it for his mum, yeah. and now he's doing it for himself to escape his childhood trauma. Yeah, because earlier on in the series, so yeah, that was the last episode. Or the was that the the last episode or the penultimate one? And he goes on to I think. work in costume in the final episode mm-hmm. and does really well in it. All the reviews are so so amazing um yeah it's really positive reviews in um from the press but at the beginning of the season when he's building his holston brand he's really mm. against working in costume because the other characters yeah. working in costume and he's quite he doesn't really get it he doesn't see it as sort of i don't really know what High end. Yeah. I think he just doesn't think it's as yeah, as high end Mm. as kind of respected, I guess, in fashion. Mm. He thinks you have to have, you know, one of his biggest competitors they refer to a lot is Calvin Klein. Like you have to be that that top game to be succeeding in fashion. So yeah, that's Mm. that really I found that really, really interesting that he then says, well, fashion is costume really, isn't it? We're all just mm. dressing up. Because that's how I feel about fashion every day. So. <laughs> but, but then actually contrasting that, his style is very paired back. Yes. Which is still, you know, a costume. He wears, Mm. especially like right at the beginning in the first episode when Mm. one of the socialites in New York sort of like, he knows this is going to be his big break for the brand. She wants to wear his clothes. And um, his partner at the time, Ed, comments, oh, like you're now dressing differently, you're talking differently. Mm. And that's when he starts... Wearing the turtlenecks and like a lot of black and big sunglasses and yeah. sticking his hair back, and that's when it's like he's taking himself seriously. And Ed even says, mm. "I've not seen you smile for weeks," and he just takes yeah. everything about that, his name and his mm. brand, so seriously. And I think you see that in what he wears. And yeah, yeah as I say, mainly black, but all very like mutual. Mm. tones until the end when he his life is getting more and more turbulent mm. and then they introduce some red to his outfits as well yeah. and it's still like the sunglasses and the turtlenecks but the mm. trench will be red rather than um, like a stone colour or black Yeah, just to sort of highlight how mm. he's starting to unravel and red really really shows that on screen doesn't it definitely so I read an article and it said that San Juan had apparently chosen to use red more as his life does become more turbulent to re- to sim- symbolize rage um, so it's almost like he's getting angrier and angrier with the world yeah. but I did think also what's quite interesting is the red so what I actually chose as the common thread was beige slash black slash white slash red because that was his kind of colour scheme a lot of the Holstinettes dressed in it and a lot of his entourage wear these colours so Joe wears them, Elsa wears them, Liza wears them um, which may be historically appropriate but also gives a sense of their loyalty to him I think they definitely define him these colours but also I think it's quite key because yeah. It, it may symbolises rage but whether you choose to say that, whether you choose to interpret red as rage or love or just fieriness of character, it is a bold colour and I think the monochromatic colour scheme which he uses and the fact that he always wears t- turtlenecks looks very simple on the surface mm. but actually is very thought out Yeah, he's, he's choosing to be bold and I think he probably sees that as sheep yeah, and effortless because he doesn't have to think about it too much, and it really contrasts with the duller tones of his childhood. So the yeah. sets really contrast, and the costume he wears a lot of beige and kind of like little white shirts in his childhood, and everything's very much more muted. So it's almost as if he's moved and he's trying to escape his childhood, yeah. and he's created this new identity for himself, and he wants to be glamorous. But then what I noticed was because obviously. He does wear more red. He does tend to wear more red blazers towards like in episodes five yeah. and six, whereas before he's wearing more white and black. He actually starts to blend in with the set more because obviously yeah. all of the sofas are red, his desk's red, everything's red, and it's almost like he's now being swallowed by this world that he's created yeah. because of like the drugs and all the yes men. He's he's lost himself in it, which yeah, it's quite a sad even story, the lighting. Really in those mm. scenes is often a like a warm red light rather than a white light. Yeah. And that and it all sort of is yeah, part of that costume. And you're right, he is losing himself and that was, as you say, being swallowed up by that world and that he created. Mm. Yeah. But also when he realizes that there's actually no going back from that legally in the sense that he has sold his name to another mm. company and his goal was always to make Holston Holston and he doesn't have Holston yeah. anymore. He doesn't even have his name. Mm. He can't use his name. Um so yeah, a hundred percent I think he's just completely lost himself by the end. Mm. And it probably is rage, I think, that he's angry that He had so much fame and wealth and success and actually a great team of people around him who did really support him and were telling Mm. him, you know, like, this isn't, this is an issue, like, you can't keep living like this and he just starts to lose them one by one, doesn't he? And then in losing them, he then loses himself by the end, which Mm. is... Or, I mean, I guess you could argue either way that by the end maybe he finds some kind of sense of peace. He goes back to, Mm. in the final scene, wearing more neutral Mm. beiges again. I think it's actually an all beige outfit. He's got a trench coat on. Yeah. It's quite soft. Mm. And just a bit more relaxed. Which maybe sort of symbolises that he's, yeah, found a bit of peace with that. He's lost, he's maybe lost the rage. Yeah. He does seem a lot more serene as well in the final episode. Well, because he's dying, isn't he? So I think he's almost, he's had to come, he's had to face everything that he's done in his life, hasn't he? Yeah, definitely. And he's had time to think about that in preparation for leaving this world. So what what do you think the best dressed moment was for you? This is so hard because there were kind of scenes where collectively I just loved everything. <laughs> like, mm. obviously the Studio 54 <laughs> scenes where there were like feather boas flying around was a bit of me. Mm. Um, I loved all that, like, yeah, just over the top glamour which yeah. I feel it really must it just yet encompassed that time oh yeah they really captured, this, captured so it, they? Well. the spirit of it and um, going back to as she said the costume designer um obviously wanted things to be really authentic and it was quite hard to track mm. a lot of the costumes down um, but then when she did find things she quite liked that a lot of them had been very worn and that mm. liked the idea of all these women wearing their Holston dresses and going to Studio 54 and you could kind of yeah. maybe see it a bit on camera that they'd been worn in but it was more real and that um, yeah ties in with that whole hedonistic lifestyle that they were trying to show. Yeah. So I loved all of that, just sort of in general, and also when you see you, I know you touched on this the entourage all kind of dressing the same. When they go to Versailles um, and when they're travelling, you see them. Holston's at the front and he's in a sort of vinyl black trench coat and he's got his glasses on mm. and he's in all black with like just a bit of a, I think his shirt's beige over his black, yeah. Bed, and everyone else, like Liza's next to him, and she's in softer tones. She's in like a white and a cream knit, and then mm. um, a fur and a fedora. And they've all got sort of like big, structured luggage with them. And they're all in mm. these, yeah, sort of like brown, black, and white muted tones. And they just look yeah. so cool. Like it just is a cool look. So I really Mm. loved all of those. (laughs) So I'm not picking a specific outfit here, I know, but um, (laughs) those moments, I think, when you see the characters collectively Mm. were, I think, just evocative for me of, you know, Halston wanted, well, he wanted women to feel good in what they were wearing, but also like we've said, his identity and brand were so important to him. Yeah. And in him having this entourage where they mm. all looked a certain way and acted a certain way and it was all very glamorous mm. and chic. And it felt like he just styled the whole group mm. when they were together. I think he did. <laughs> but it looked great. So I loved all mm. of it. I think that if I was pinned down and I had to pick one specific outfit, I know it's not... Mm. True to history, but it probably would be the Liza sequin, black sequin suit that she wears when she travels right. in Versailles, just because of everything that we see, that's maybe the thing that I wanted to wear the most. Mm. <laughs> um, I thought you'd like that. <laughs> I love sequins. <laughs> um, and, I love sparkles. <laughs> yeah. And her, I think her performing in that, I'm, I, I love her performance in the first episode where she does Liza with a Z. That was just so much fun to watch, which I thought she was absolutely amazing in that. Um, the actress, but I think yeah, seeing her perform in Versailles, and it's also quite a crucial point in the plot because it's like this could make or break Holston, He's deciding where he's going to take his business and who he's going to mm. partner with um, and that whole sort of over the top performance similar to the Studio 54 scenes well, yeah, was just amazing and seeing Liza in that black um, sequin look when all the mm. models were walking around her in sort of much softer floaty looks yeah um, i really love that contrast so i'd probably if i was picking one single outfit say that one what would you go for nice mine is another Lizer outfit but very different Ooh. it's when it's in the first episode when she Holston first styles her, they have kind of their first consultation. Oh, I know. And he's figuring out what his image is yeah. and what he wants his signature to be, what kind of his the spirit of his designs are going to be, so that when obviously people see something on the street they go, Yeah, that's a Holston yeah. And he drapes some red fabric and we see the whole process of him figuring out how to drape the fabric and turn and he and he eventually turns it into a halter neck and it's a really gorgeous deep red and the material looks so soft and flowy and it's got a really low back I mean again it's a style that I would love to wear so that's partly why (laughs) well I didn't want to say (laughs) it but um and also because it's not been hemmed it's not been like sewn yet he's working with kind of just strips of fabric which he tears it's it's kind of soft at the edges and i actually love that look and it's not a finished look but it just looks really soft and i think it's a really nice moment because it's a moment of trust she's really vulnerable because she essentially has to get naked in front of him and she's also putting her trust in him as saying yeah you can as we've said it's quite a personal thing being styled or designed for yeah um because it's an it's a creation of identity, and she's thinking about reinvigorating her image. She's almost giving a, self, a part of herself to him, her public self, yeah. anyway. She's putting her trust in him that he's gonna look after that and and kind of do a proud. And I think it's nice because they then go on to have such a lovely bond. Yeah, and watching their and friendship also it's in red. Was- yeah. Actually, yes, and it's red, so it is quite cyclical because we don't really see red then until the end again, apart from like in his office well, stuff But in terms of someone wearing, yeah. red it's only. oh really to be fair, red. Elsa does wear wear red. Oh yeah, she does quite a bit. I think Joe does sometimes. Like the entourage do wear it, but it's not as key as it is at the end. Yeah. So it is cyclical because that's where he begins and that's where he ends yeah. ultimately. And if you think about red as a passionate color, stereotypically, yeah. it's quite nice because the fires of his inspiration are burning, and and also it, it's the start of everything because that that was one of his signature colors. Yeah, it's almost foreshadowing what he's then going to turn into. But again, yeah. it's quite sad because they seem quite innocent. Yeah, they're just they're giggling away, and they're really getting on. And oh, they yeah, their friendship to watch. I mean, we don't know how accurate it is, but mm. I, in that show, loved watching that friendship. I thought yeah, it was just so lovely to watch. And they really genuinely cared about each other. Mm. Oh, it Aww. So, on that note... That was note. Halston. <laughs> that's, that's a Halston. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I would so recommend anyone, I think if you have an interest kind of in that time, that era, and Mm. you know, all that glamour of Studio 54, Mm. or an interest in the fashion, do give it a watch, because it was, it's so well produced, I thought, I really loved watching it, um, personally. Yeah so would I and we'll be back next week with Yeah. the season one finale woo I can't <laughs> believe it we've done nearly a whole series I know it's gonna be a good one the rap party <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, it's exciting but in the meantime do let us know what you thought if you've watched it any views that you have on the show um anything else that you want to see hear from us and follow us on instagram and tiktok at costume party podcast and on twitter at costume party pod nicely done (laughs) thanks Um, like i've done it before see you next week